Welcome to Getting Into Good Trouble, a show that troubles your mind with troubles from around the world. I'm Aubrey, and today we're talking about the Hong Kong protests. Now it's time to welcome Emma Dickey, host of Getting Into Good Trouble. She is here to interview students on their view about the Hong Kong conflict. Hi, Emma. Take it away. Before we jump into the questions, for those who don't know what the Hong Kong protests are about, Aiden and Jesse are here to give you some historical context. Some background information. This situation all began in 1997, on July 1st, when Britain handed over Hong Kong to the rule of the Chinese government. Britain had to hand over Hong Kong because of a treaty made in 1898, stating that Great Britain would have rule over Hong Kong for 99 years. The Hong Kongers got used to life under British ruling and were pleased with their lives and freedoms. Under the agreement, it would be a two-government system in which Hong Kong would remain democratic for 50 years. Five years ago, however, China began to implement changes in the Hong Kong school textbooks which promoted communism and some students, like Joshua Wong, noticed these changes and weren't happy about it. They started with 200 students and gained momentum known as scholarism. Fast forward five years and those students can run for office under the party called Democisto. But China shut them down and didn't allow them to run. Things were quiet until China announced an extradition bill, which meant that they could take anyone from Hong Kong and bring them to China to face prosecution. Sunday, March 31st, protesters took to the streets and reignited the Hong Kong protest of five years earlier. The protesters started out peacefully but their frustrations grew as China refused to acknowledge the protesters' demands for freedom. There are two major symbols for the protest. The umbrella, which had the purpose of hiding them from the cameras and protecting them from pepper spray that later became a symbol of the protest. Also, a bloody eye patch to symbolize the girl who lost her right eye. Protesters are asking for five things. Number one, repeal the extradition law. Number two, universal suffrage, which means voting rights for all. Number three, they want to be referred to as protesters, not rioters. Number four, they want all the protesters freed from jail. And number five, they want Carrie Long, the executive op officer, similar to the president of Hong Kong, to step down. But now that we have some background on Hong Kong, do you guys think that major countries would risk economic ties with China over their involvement in the protest, should they? I think that America and other major countries should, should try to steady balance between keeping our economic ties and spreading democracy around the world. America's first duty is to our citizens, and severing economic ties with China would hurt our economy severely. I agree with Derek completely because risking our economic ties with China could be an extremely big issue with the United States. Do you think that over time that the citizens of Hong Kong might stop supporting the protest because it has stopped being peaceful? Or do you think that Hong Kong citizens recognize that they have tried to be peaceful and nothing has changed? I think that there's a little bit of both. Some will understand that peaceful protests aren't getting anywhere and that eventually they will have to take a stand in some form or fashion in what's happening and realize that things need to change. But also people don't agree with violent protesting, so they might lose their followers and they won't stand for it. How can Hong Kong protesters be more effective? I think they could be a little less violent because from my perspective, the violence is just getting out of hand. Well, I have sympathies to that. I think that they need to be more selective in their targets and institute a military-style command structure to better organize and strike more effectively. 
So when do you think this is all just going to be over with? Because a lot of the Hong Kong protesters say that they would rather risk their lives than lose their freedom. So it's just an interesting point of view to see when will this stop? How dedicated are they really? I think that it just depends on when both sides are willing to come to an agreement and whatever that agreement will be. I completely understand how they're willing to die than have to live under their control because it's going to be the rest of their lives. They'll definitely have to come to an agreement because the, the protesters have said that they are willing to die for their freedoms. So I feel like there's no way that it'll be able to end without an agreement. But I also think that the Chinese are going to be reluctant to come to an agreement, which just means that there's going to be more bloodshed. But I think that the protesters should use in this case, whatever methods um, they have and are necessary to get their freedom. I think it needs to be like a compromise where they both eventually come together and make some sort of agreement where they both become happy with outcomes. Mm -hmm. But like, I understand how China wants to have power, but to me, that's not a good enough excuse like just to want to have power versus having control of your own life. To me, it reminds me of two magnets and you, you know, when you try to push two magnets together and sometimes they just don't click. Yeah. This is what it reminds me of China and Hong Kong, just not being able to find a click. So that's what worries me. It's been a while and there's still no agreement. So there's going to, it's going to lead to more violence. If the two come to an agreement, this seems like it's going to be a long-term effect. So do you think China will think twice? I think that they'll definitely like take notes from and see what worked and what didn't work because it's all about making improvements. This event will serve as a deterrence to any potential Chinese actions. This will, in the future, China will need to know that they're going to have to contend with an angry public if they do something that the public may not like. Mm -hmm. Obviously, this is a complex issue with long-term ramifications. We will continue to keep an eye on events in Hong Kong as they unfold. We would like to thank today's speakers, Emma, Barrett, Aubrey, Mortz, Jesse, and Ada. This has been the latest episode of Getting Into Good Trouble. See, See you next time. time.